0: welcome to confidently uncertain my name is Erica Sscala and I'm your host for this podcast a podcast that discusses all things fashion forecasting it's incredibly difficult to predict trends years in advance with many factors affecting all stages of the forecasting process but with all of the uncertainty that comes with trend prediction you must be able to report it confidently with all the answers still up in the air we're going to be talking to industry professionals to get them for you this is is Confidently Uncertain. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Confidently Uncertain. Our guest today has worked for major fashion retailers since 2010, including Holt Rentfrew, Jacob, and Zara. Carla Criminisi has now been the owner of her own menswear clothing store called Charles & Hunt since 2015. Retail has taken a major hit during the COVID-19 pandemic, so in this episode, we'll be talking about moving past the pandemic and how fashion will be affected in a post-COVID world. Thanks for joining us, Carla. How are you? Thank you, Erica. I'm doing well. I'm excited about this. Me too. I'm so excited. So to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey in fashion so far?
1: Yes. So I went to McMaster University here in Hamilton and I studied art history and I got my bachelor's in art history, which I absolutely loved. But wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with that. So I ended up going to Sheridan College for visual merchandising, which is um, much more linked to what I'm doing now. So we learned about visual merchandising on figure, off figure styling, photography, graphic design. And then after that, I worked for Zara um, in the men'swear department which really became began my love for men'swear I was there for about three years and I hopped around to different stores um, and learned a ton about the fashion industry men'swear and also how to run a successful business in general um, Zara does that very very well as a huge international retailer. And then following that, I went to Milan and I did an internship at two different showrooms there downtown. And when I came home, I decided to take a shot at starting my own business in menswear. So that's where Charles and Hunt, that's how Charles and Hunt was born. Basically, I started it out of my parents basement. And um, it is so essentially, and from the beginning, um, it's always been a styling and personal shopping service for men. And I started online and doing virtual consultations and creating virtual lookbooks for my clients. And then I had more requests to meet in person, try the product on and that became much more of a personal experience and a one on one experience with my clients, which I think really differentiated my business from a lot of the shopping services that are available online right now. Um, and like the box, sort of like the box subscription services that aren't as personalized. So I wanted to do something that was more hands on, way more one on um, one, because I think, especially in this world now like in in 2022 we miss a lot of that human interaction so i knew that i wanted to create something that was like more human and then here we are charles and Hunt. so um we do a lot of our business still comes from personal shopping and wardrobe styling but we also do custom suiting and work with wedding parties
0: as well okay cool so That's really interesting seeing, like, the timeline or hearing the timeline of, like, how you got into this. So now hopping right into the questions. In this new world, does fashion matter ethically? So is it right or relevant to be buying into fashion at this time, like, with everything going on?
1: Yeah, I think that – I think no matter – obviously, no matter what, like, we do have – we are consumers at the end of the day. And I think that's just, um, we do like new product and updating wardrobes and things like that. But in terms of how we can do that more ethically, keeping like, it, and we spoke about this earlier, about keeping things um, within our country and also making sure that things are manufactured ethically, I think is very important. Like a lot of the brands that we carry in store here are either Canadian made or European made, and they are um, ethically produced, which I think is really important. So obviously there are bigger, huge, huge things going on in the world and and issues going on in the world. But um, anything that we can do, especially in the fashion industry to make sure that we're, um, yeah, making smart buying decisions um,
0: where we can is, is important. So just even shopping local per se, like in Canada, in your own country, where you know things are produced ethically, you're right, we are consumers in the end. So I think also shopping is just in our nature. Yes. Yeah. No, it's
1: true. And, and we do. And even working from home, like there are so many, so many clients that, especially in the men's work, In with men, it's a very different situation. I think the female buying habits of females during the pandemic were very different than men because men are very practical shoppers. So I was hearing more from wives and girlfriends about what their men needed rather than from men themselves. But at the same time, like they did need updates. People were still on Zoom calls, um, and now that they're going back to work that is, I'm getting a lot of requests now, um, to say like, okay, I've been at home for two years and again, yes, lots is going on in the world, but they still like being, being professional and creating and maintaining a professional image is still really important regardless because it still has to do with, unfortunately, like credibility and things like that. So I think that that was, that's still really important to a lot of, um, a lot of people and a lot of consumers and, and men or women going back to work. But good point. You just said shopping locally as well. If and, and this was huge, especially in Hamilton and in a lot of cities during the pandemic, it was there was a huge resurgence of bringing things back to um, like keeping things local instead of shopping on Amazon or huge chains online. So that helped our business a lot, too. So that's a that's a great way to maintain things within consumers to stay within our own area. That's really important. So not even just manufacturing, but also just where you're spending your money is important, too.
0: So due to the effects of covid, how do you see things evolving in terms of consumption and how consumers spend their money?
1: Well, I think that I do think that um, people have. Again, like going back to the small business supporting small businesses, I think a lot of people got like found a lot of small businesses that they didn't know existed before, because of this um, shift in how we're spending our money. And hopefully, after COVID, they continue supporting supporting local. I think that's so important. And then also in terms of manufacturing, I know this this is easier said than done, but keeping things within our country rather than outsourcing them overseas, because that was a huge issue during the pandemic and having supply chain issues and not being able to get, have things shipped quickly enough. Um, if they're all under our like Canadian roof, basically, it would make things so much easier.
0: I definitely agree with that, because ultimately, when you piece together COVID or any crisis, really, it kind of all goes back to being ethical, sustainable, and just trying to make the best purchasing decisions. So what do you think the fashion industry should be doing in this sort of pause period uh, to work towards a more sustainable future?
1: I think, again, and and there's a huge, um, like even environmentally, I think that there's been a huge shift in how we produce clothes, what we're producing clothes out of that has created definitely more sustainable production and sustainable product. And I think COVID has given people time to reflect and businesses to reflect on how they can make changes that are better for the environment, better for us, better for consumers. Yeah, I think there's been a huge, a huge change in that. Like there are a lot of brands that we now carry that are um, like eco conscious. And whether that happened before COVID, and that was just the direction we were going to go, or if that's something that that was born out of this time and reflecting on what we can do differently. um, I think that's huge. And I think that's going to be really big going forward too.
0: Yes. And now, Talking about moving forward, if we jump forward two years from now, so we've moved through the crisis of the pandemic, we've moved on to the next normal, and life is looking some version of normal again, and we're looking back towards now and the things that businesses could have done to create a positive future. What do you think the future would look like two years from now if we had done the right things, and what things should we have done now to get there?
1: Well, okay. I do think again. I think manufacturing is huge. I know I keep going back to that, but that was such a big issue um, for so many industries, not just the fashion industry, but not having thing, not having manufacturing within our country. And some things were manufactured in our country, which is great. Um, and a lot of that, a lot of why we it isn't, is because we need to like keep the price down. But I think that being able to be sustainable as a country is so important. So I think that's maybe where we missed the mark a little bit. So if we prepared for that, and again, like we could use COVID as an example moving forward in the future is to keep things in-house and then not running into the same issues that we did during COVID where we were relying on other countries or production elsewhere to get the product that we needed or anything that we needed really, that wasn't, that wasn't coming from here.
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. Because I feel like once COVID hit, companies were kind of in a frenzy because they were like trying to get merchandise, but they couldn't because everything was like put on pause. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I completely agree. Like maybe to prevent that in the future, we can make sure that where we're getting our supply from is local, in-house, all of the above. Yeah. I think that's really important. That's the theme.
1: I think that's the theme here. I think it today. is <laughs> <laughs> staying local, keeping things yeah, keeping things close close to home. Because at the end of the day, like we're all, and even for ourselves as consumers, I think morally, you feel so much better when you know that you're helping a small business, you're um, supporting local, you're buying locally, you're we're sorry, buying product that's made locally. Like I think. I think even for our own, yeah, like our
0: own spirit, like that's so important. No, for sure. Because ultimately we want to prevent what happened in the past, right? Moving forward. So as we're currently emerging from a homebound period, where do you think fashion for women and men is heading and what's going to happen to loungewear? So this
1: happened previous, I, I, feel like this, there, this was the direction that fashion was going before COVID hit and then COVID just um, escalated things a little quicker. But stretch fabrics, even before people were working from home and um, stretch fabrics, not even in trousers. I feel like it started with like jeans and trousers, um, but now getting into stretch fabrics in something that's considered like a dress shirt for men that literally feels like a T-shirt, but looks like a dress shirt. That has been so popular and and with people working from home where they still have to look presentable, but they want to be comfortable at home all day. That has been a huge, there's been a huge boom in that. Um, So I don't see comfort going anywhere. I think we're always going to want to feel comfortable in what we wear, whether it's corporate or at home or casual. So, yeah, that's something that that started pre pandemic boomed in the pandemic. And I don't Yeah, I think it's just gonna stay. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I honestly don't even want to change out of sweatpants. um, From now on. So stretch fabrics are not going to be going anywhere. At least I hope they don't. So like you touched upon the stretch fabric. What else do you think is going to happen? I do think it's really interesting. Like I, I
1: think that it's almost two extremes. Like they will, like consumers still want that comfort. I don't think that that's going to go anywhere regardless of where they're working from, whether it's home or in the office. But I also find that on the complete opposite end, people are so excited to be dressing up and going to weddings and wearing suits again. Like I've had so many requests for people who, from people who have just said like, oh, I don't have a good... Suit like I realized that I don't have a go to suit for myself when I have events or I have weddings or whatever. And they're like, now I'm just going to invest in one and it's just, it's going to be my go to. And that's another thing I think that has come out of the pandemic as well is people have consolidated. There was a lot of purging because people realized that they didn't need as much um, to live off of. But what they're doing is making wiser buying choices. So I think that they're buying, again, going back to the suit example, they're buying like one or two quality items instead of having a bunch of like fast fashion pieces that they're just going to wear a couple times for really cheap and then get rid of. That There's been a huge shift in that. And I think that coming out of the pandemic, that'll be whether it's casual wear or formal wear. I think that that's going to be like the shift less pieces but um quality pieces.
0: Yeah, so like more of like a capsule wardrobe, you could say. I can totally relate to that because during the pandemic, I was just out of boredom, just online shopping. So, I was like, I just want to shop, buying piece after piece. And then eventually I looked in my closet and I was like, there is so much in here that I'm never going to wear. Like never. So that completely like shifted my mentality. And I was like, I need to just buy good quality pieces from now on because I know I'll wear them and I won't buy as much of them. For
1: sure. For sure. And there's a lot of brands and I'm still in the process of working out how we can implement this at Charles and Hunt, but there's so many brands that their thing is like actually just capsule wardrobes. Like everything comes in like five colors. They're basic pieces. They're quality made. They're like ethically made. And they've built their entire business off of that. And I think that that's so important. And I think that's the direction that a lot of a lot of places are going.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that's a good thing. I think it's really good that people are thinking that way and businesses are creating that way. So as a business owner, what's your advice to businesses that feel like they're kind of like holding on tight to keep their business alive through this time?
1: Yes, Okay, I have lots to say. So I think I think remaining, and this is easier said than done, but I think as business owners and as entrepreneurs, resiliency is just like in the fabric of who you are. In order to start your own business, you really have to be ready and prepared to hustle. So as hard as the pandemic was, and it was not easy for any business owner, regardless of the industry, I think small business owners already have a little bit of that hustle in them that could get them through or at least push through as as hard as they could um, through the pandemic to keep things going. So resiliency is huge, um, but also definitely being willing to shift and adjust your business, like obviously remaining within your business model or not like jeopardizing who you are and like the core values of the business, but obviously being willing to shift and pivot was so important during COVID because I think that was what set apart a lot of businesses that didn't. And there were lots of reasons why businesses didn't survive during the pandemic and some tried as hard as they could. But I think a lot of the time people get set in their ways and you need to be willing to change and shift in order to yeah just survive like that that's so important like I was so against having like just going back to what I said at the very beginning of this I wanted I went from virtual to in person appointments because I wanted that human element and I was against an online store I didn't want I wanted absolutely everything to be personalized. I wanted to communicate with my clients directly. I didn't really want automations and things like that. But during the pandemic, I was sitting on all of this product that is obviously like in the life cycle of fashion and you need to buy in advance. So I was sitting on on top of all of this product that I didn't expect to be stuck with. And I had to start an online store because I had no choice but to move this product. So you know, I put that aside. I put my original, you know, hesitation of an online store aside. And I did, I had to pivot and I went and I went online for the time being, but now that's another revenue stream altogether is having an online store instead of just relying on in-store orders or sales. And it's changed our inventory system. It's changed our like point of sale system um, for the better, like all for the better. So I think that being open and willing to make that change ultimately helped the business instead of hurt it. And I think that that's how at least we
0: we stayed alive as long as we did. Definitely. Like you have to be willing to kind of like put your original plan to the side for the time being, make a new plan. Obviously, you don't want your new plan to hurt the business But like do what you feel is going to like help it and make it more accessible to people during this time being. It's all the accessibility so that people, even though they are at home and they can't come shop in person, they're still able to buy your products online. And that makes it extremely easy for them, too. So going we're kind of like going back and forth between questions right now, but going back towards like the work and comfort sort of wrote, how do you think people are going to be incorporating workwear with comfort?
1: Okay. So yes, going back to, I know we've mentioned this a couple of times, specifically there's a brand, a menswear brand that we carry. It's called Emanuel Berg and their shirts are, have four-way stretch and the shirts legitimately feel like a t-shirt, but they are such high quality. They're made in Sweden. They're absolutely beautiful. And I think that Again, like if if men are used to wearing t-shirts at home, working from their computers for the last two years, like this is going to feel very similar to that when they go back to the office, but they'll be looking more professional and corporate appropriate. So yeah, I think that's going to be same with trousers. Um, Everything in trousers, like there's a lounge flex pant that we carry that's very stretchy and feels like a jogger. And even Lulu, like Lulu, and this is like Lulu before the pandemic sort of hopped on that train. Like just going back to what I was saying before, like this kind of, this was happening before the pandemic and then the pandemics, like the the shift in comfort, it just blew up when everyone was working from home. But Lulu Lemon has, has like the ABC pant for men that looks like a dress pant, but again, like feels like athletic wear. And now that like once guys feel that and get a taste of that, they don't go back. So I think that that's going to be, that's just going to, that'll continue for sure into, into professional
0: dress. So now kind of going from work to night, how do you think party wear is going to evolve considering people haven't really been able to go to many events? And do you think it's going to get more casual rather than glitz and glam?
1: Okay. So yeah, going back to, what um, I mentioned a few minutes ago, I think, I actually think there's going to be like a resurgence of like the glitz and glam. Like I have a lot of clients who come in and for their weddings, or again, like even just them needing a suit, people are excited to be dressing up again. Men are choosing tuxedos for their weddings. Like they're going all out compared to obviously in in um, like professional wear and and like dress for work. It's been more casual for a while, but I do think for events, people are excited to be getting dressed up and having an excuse to go out and again, not be in sweatpants. So that's been a huge request of mine too. So it's almost the extreme. It's like the really casual stuff and how we had to pivot to bring in sweatpants and t-shirts and things like that. But also now that things are opening up, everyone's like, okay, well, give me the tuxedo and the tuxedo shoes and the bow ties. and like, they want it all. So it's good. I like that. That excites me though, because we've seen, we've seen the casual stuff for so long that this is, this is nice. This will be a good change for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense because before everyone was just staying at home, not dressing up. It's like people missed that people missed being able to like, for a man put on a suit, feel good about themselves, like a woman put on a nice evening gown. Um, Now, what popular trend or process do you think will still be around in the next 10 years? And why?
1: So I hope, okay, this is more Trend or process, I, I would say like process wise and sort of habit wise. I hope that um, people still continue to shop locally, just going back to like what I was saying before, um, rather than focusing on the trend because the trend of comfort, I think, is here to stay for a while um, and having those stretch fabrics incorporated into whether it's casual or, or dress wear, I think that that's going to stay around for a while. But I do hope that the habit of shopping locally or looking at small businesses to make purchases like people were doing so often during COVID, I hope that that continues in the next 10 years, rather than just worrying about convenience. Cause like Amazon, obviously there's nothing more convenient than that, but you make such a huge a way bigger impact on like a small business owner's life or your city or your country and like even economically you make a way bigger impact keeping things local and buying locally and supporting small businesses than you would for like amazon for example so I hope in the next 10 years that
0: continues I agree like continues or even just like improves like just gets better in general. So during the pandemic, many companies had to shift in many circumstances, such as laying off employees, which is really unfortunate. But in your role, what were you able to keep doing or cut back on? And um, do you see yourself continuing to implement these kinds of changes in the future? That's a great question. Like I had,
1: so I had a small team before the pandemic, unfortunately, had to cut back on that. And then I went back to square one. Like I was a one woman show all over again um, with marketing, with clients, with booking appointments. And then plus the upkeep of the online store, which was a new task and like a new sort of like a second job that I wasn't used to before. So that was really difficult. But my, my goal right now is to bring the business back, like to continue growing, obviously, and bring the business back. To what it was pre-pandemic, like building a team back up, being able to create like systems and processes that were not create, they were created before, but I had to go back to the basics of running things alone. So I would love to be able to, like now I'm in the process of getting that back up um, and just growing the business to be better, but also like a new, a new process and I touched on this before of like having the online store opened up different opportunities of how the business is run on the back end, not just with the online store. Our inventory system is way better. Our um, point of sale system is way better. Clients can track their purchases um, in a much cleaner way. So I think that out of something like pretty, Pretty terrifying for small businesses and for our business in in particular, something really um, like all of these new processes came out of it and it's just improved our business so much from that. So, yeah, that that has been. um, Yeah,
0: that's been great. I think that's really good how you were able to turn like a negative into a positive, like with all of this going on. Yeah. You had to like make some shifts cut down on some things or just completely change other things. But as a whole, it just made your business stronger and better.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, and one, one piece that I didn't touch on before is how important it is to stay in front of your customers and like to stay relevant regardless of what's going on like I, I I couldn't see any clients the shop was closed no one was buying clothes and and at the time all of our product was it was dress pants suits dress shirts no one needed that so a huge task that I like created for myself while I was working from home or being at home was to keep social media up to date keep my newsletters up to date stay in front of my clients so that they don't think that you just have to stay relevant and stay in front of them so that people don't forget about you and also make your content relevant as well. Like I wasn't trying to sell people dress shirts when they were working from home. I was I was trying to create outfits for like at home Zoom calls and all these other things that made sense and I wasn't trying to get sales out of it. It wasn't about that. It was about like people not forgetting you. And I think that's really, that's a, that was a huge takeaway that I've, I've also continued implementing. Like now that things are back up and running, you still have to stay in front of people, in front of your clients, stay connected with them, um, especially now because we're all inundated with all this information all the time through social media and newsletters and everything that you get lost. So you need to like stay relevant and stay in, in front of your clients. I think that's really important.
0: That's a really good point that like on top of everything, like making these shifts, it's the one main thing that you noticed is just like staying relevant, not letting your clients forget about you. It's like, Hey, I'm still here. The store is still open
1: for sure. And I did get, there were a couple, like it, it was probably crisp around Christmas of last year, around like fall, winter of last year. I did get a couple emails from clients saying, Hey, just checking in. How are you? It's been quiet. And I was like, Oh, I'm not doing my job. Like I knew, you know what I mean? Like I knew that that was, that was, that was so sweet that they were checking in and making sure that everything was good. But at the same time, I was like, Oh, like that, my goal was to keep people informed and stay around it in their, in their face, so to speak. And I was failing at that. So like that was a reminder to like get back, you know, get back out there, create the newsletters, create the content and stuff like that.
0: No, yeah, I think that's awesome. So to wrap everything up, I just want to thank you for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Um, It was definitely interesting to hear a business owner's perspective on the future of fashion post-COVID. If you'd like, you can let everyone know your social platform so that they can follow you and keep up with what you're working on.
1: Yes. So um, all of our, all of our handles are Charles and Hunt. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, charlesandhunt.com. And
0: and is spelled out. So Charles, the name of Charles, A-N-D, Hunt, H-U-N-T. Perfect. So once again, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Carla. Thank you. Thanks, Erica. Thank you. And finally, thank you all for listening to the Confidently Uncertain podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guests for joining us. You can find Confidently Uncertain on streaming platforms. You can also find us on Instagram at Confidently Uncertain pod for staying up to date with all of the future fashion trends and inspiration. See you next time on Confidently Uncertain.